¡Bienvenidos a la cripta! Ay, 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 ay. Hey, ghoul friends. It's me, Aiden. Or Adrian, either way. We are your host. And you're listening to Susto. LOL, JK. Lies. <laughs> this is, Lies this and is deceit. still Uy, que horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast. Cat kissed? <laughs> A Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. And uh, we're having a holiday episode exchange today. We are. A switcheroo. A festive switcheroo, if you yes. will. Yes. Ho, ho, ho. Into he, your he, face. He, he. <laughs> he, he, he. Sure. He, he, he. <laughs> well, we're here today uh, just to say hello very quickly, and then at hello. the end of the episode to say goodbye very quickly. Goodbye. But um, today we 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 have uh, exchanged episodes with our friendly. We call her our cousin epi- uh, uh podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Susto, mm-hmm. whom we love, and um, Aiden very sweetly reached out to us and said, "Do you want to exchange episodes? I'm trying to do a little vacay time for myself. Uh. Maybe we can." Uh, so that we can put it on the on our feeds and take a relaxing holiday. Holiday, said, yes, dude. Yes, celebrate. <laughs> and Aiden sent us a really good episode. Um, oh, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it because it's about El Silbon. <gasps> now, if you don't know Susto, Aiden talks about folklore and myths and legends and a lot mm-hmm. of like Latine horror based uh, stuff. He's so informative. There is some great spooky, kooky sometimes stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a fabulous podcast. You must check it out if you're interested in all things uh, mitos y leyendas mm-hmm. y también uh, spooky things in general. He gets uh, fan mail, which he reads out loud, which are fun, spooky stories. Aiden has got his finger in every single cauldron there is out there. The spookiest fingers in the spookiest cauldrons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we love him for it. So, we do. so this is the El Silbon episode, which is a uh, a myth, a legend from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. We actually covered an episode, or we covered a movie that was about El Silbon. So check out episode sixty four, El Silbon colon Origenes, <gasps> which <laughs> talks about. Uh, the legend of El Silbon, mm-hmm. which is, was a very interesting... We we didn't know anything about it when we watched that movie, huh? No, we did not know anything about it. Learned a lot. Continue to learn. And listen, if you want to know more about El Silbon, you got to listen to Aiden's episode. Which you can hear right now. Yes. And if you'll tell us what it's all about. Absolutely, everybody. El Silbon. <gasps> did you hear that? What is that rattling? Is it sticks? No, it's bones. In this episode, Adrian tells the story of a vindictive boy who was cursed to roam the earth and carry his victims. Wow. That's bleak. Uh, like Santa genuine- Claus. It's like Santa! <laughs> My goodness. The most fucked up Santa. So fucked up. Um, so enjoy this great episode from Susto and check out 
all the other episodes on their feed. It's so fun, and we hope you learn a lot about this Venezuelan legend. Take it away, Aiden, or Adrian, either way. Hey, ghoul friends, it's me, Adrian, or Aiden, either way, I am still your host, and you are still listening to Susto. For those of you who are not familiar with me or the show, Susto is a scary podcast centered around paranormal folklore from Latin American and Hispanic cultures. Each episode is narrative-driven, so I like to tell a story, and then afterwards I dive into any relevant context that surrounds the story, whether it's cultural, historical, what have you, and sometimes they're just good old scary stories. Now you might be thinking, what is this? What's going on? Well, your best school friends, my best school friends, Johnny and Eileen from Wikioror have been so kind as to allow me to drop one of my episodes in their feed as a sneak peek into Susto if you haven't heard it before. If you have, hey ghoul friend, nice to see you again, funny running into you here, And if you haven't, I hope that you enjoy this episode and feel free to visit me anytime you'd like. Before we move on, if you have any of your own scary stories to share with me or anything you think that I should share on my social media pages, that's at Susto Podcast on every social platform, you can do so by sending me a DM to one of those platforms. You can write it in an email to sustopodcast at gmail.com. You can drop it in a Q&A on Spotify and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or you can send it through my website, that's www.sustopodcast.com. And while you're on my website, feel free to check out my other episodes, my shop, my blog, anything that I throw on there. Again, I hope that you enjoy it. It's so nice meeting you. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. The Legend of El Silvón, or The Whistler, tells the story of a spirit that is doomed to wander for eternity for having killed his parent. El Silvón was said to be a spoiled brat who did not respect anyone, and whose every wish was catered to by his parents. One afternoon, he demanded that his father hunt for his favorite meat, venison, or deer. But, when the pampered boy's father is not able to find a deer, and returns empty-handed, his son, in an act of irrational rage, kills him and cuts out his heart and liver. Then, in a sick and twisted move, El Silvón has his mother unknowingly cook his father's organs for dinner. His mother finds the meat to be tougher than deer and more difficult to cook. She starts to suspect something is amiss. Being familiar with her son's temper, she asks, afraid to hear the truth, where her son found the meat without a glimmer of remorse in his cold, dead eyes, he confesses. Filled with disdain, she fetches the boy's grandfather. Upon learning what his grandson had done, he ties him to a tree and proceeds to beat and whip him. His grandfather pours gin into his wounds so that he may feel the suffering he has caused. Eventually, His grandfather unties him and unleashes a vicious dog and orders it to go after his grandson. The dog pursues the son relentlessly. Distraught, 
his mother curses him to carry his father's bones forever. His mother's curse transforms him into a ghost. He is condemned to wander the plains carrying a sack of bones on his back. Some say these are the bones of his father. Others say they are the bones of his victims. His ghost is described as being disproportionately skinny and extremely tall. He towers over treetops with his bag of bones slung over his shoulder. The vicious dog still chases him, constantly nipping at his heels. He wears a tattered white suit and a wide-brimmed hat. It is said that the few people who have seen him have lived to tell about it. He is eager to punish drunkards, womanizers, or sometimes innocent victims, including children. His ghost is known as El Silvon, or the Whistler, because when he is near, he whistles these notes slowly and draws each one out. But be warned, his whistles are deceptive. It is said that when you hear his tune up close, you are actually safe, for this means he is far away. But if you hear him from a distance, you best beware, for he is actually close by. What is deadly is most people do not become concerned about his whistling when he seems far away, so you ignore it. But this is a mistake because when you finally notice, it is already too late. Another frightening element in this story is, El Silbon enters your home at night. He lays his sack of bones on the floor and starts counting them. If no one hears the clatter of the bones or notices his presence, this means one member of the household will soon die. Creepy. Yuck. I hated that one. <laughs> I've never heard this story before. This is the first time that I read about El Silvon or The Whistler. And it was really interesting to find a story from the Latinx culture that I hadn't heard before, because usually these are all like intertwined in some way, no matter like where you come from. And, and you know, maybe it might be like in the Mexican-American culture, but I, or in the Mexican culture, but I had never heard this story or a variation of it before. So I did, I tried doing a lot of digging for this one because I really wanted to know like what the origins were or if like this was, if this story was a variation of one that was like, you know, like we've had stories in the past that were, that that could be related to like Greek mythology or what have you, or like there's other cultures around the world that have their own versions of the story or of the cryptid or the, or the, the spirit or what have you. So I tried but it seems to me that El Silvon is a complete, like 100% creation and mystery of Colombia and Venezuela. So I'm going to read some websites that I found about this. Of course, as always, really quick, I want to cite the websites that I looked over to make the story. I pieced the story together based on a few different uh, descriptions of El Silvon. And so those websites were seekghosts.blogspot.com. Uh, another one was taringa.net. The last one was a short uh, excerpt from remescla.com. So shout out to those. And then these next websites that I'm going to be citing are cryptids with a z.fandom.com, folklore.usc.edu. And I'm, I'm probably going to say this wrong. Guangju newsgic.com, which is a Korean website. And you will find out why I used a Korean website right now. So 
really quick. I'm gonna go through these first one. So this one, it's basically just like a, what's it called? That's a recap of what I just read. It, 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 the story is a little different, so I picked one version of it to tell because you can't, you know, I can't really tell two versions of the same story at once. So here it says that El Silbon, the whistler, is a legendary figure in Colombia and Venezuela, associated especially, especially with Los Llanos, which is an area it described as a lost soul. The legend arose sometime in the middle of the 19th century. According to the legend, the spirit is a youth who murdered and disemboweled his father for killing his wife, saying that she was a quote-unquote slut and that she was asking for it. Afterwards, his grandfather ordered the youth to be tied to a post in the middle of the countryside and lashed him until his back was destroyed. Uh, his wounds were then cleaned with alcohol and he was released with two rabid, starving dogs set upon him. Before releasing him, his grandfather condemned him to carry the bones of his father for all eternity. Okay, so this one is different, really different, because it's saying that the reason this all started is because El Silvón actually came upon his father abusing his wife. And so that was the cause for whatever, like, argument, or for that was the cause for him killing his father. And the story that I just told, which is a different version, like you heard, is the boy was just a spoiled brat. His dad did something he didn't like, so he killed him. This one also, I mentioned in my story, because I thought it might be a little important like it would like tie it together and they mention it here that the wounds were cleaned with alcohol and they mentioned in my story that his wounds were drenched with gin because for some reason in a lot of the versions of these stories they say that he el silvon targets drunkards or i'm guessing what they would call alcoholics and i'm not sure what that is and i feel like that is a reoccurring theme that we see in a lot of these stories you know like with the lechusa that's one of them the the lechusa goes after drunk people and we're seeing it again here with El Silvon. So I don't know. It just makes me think of this kind of larger idea that we do a really good job as a society of demonizing people that are suffering from substance abuse. And I we need to stop doing that. <laughs> um, it's I know it's really hard to deal with someone who is dealing with substance abuse issues but i don't think that making up stories and saying how like oh well they're being punished by spirits or whatever like i don't i just don't think that's helping i don't know where i'm going with that i just felt like it needed to be said anyway so again the story is pretty different from that and here it says that his grandfather is the one that cursed him again in one of this or in a few of the stories that i saw it was said that his mother was the one that cursed him so there you go. This goes on to say that it has a characteristic whistle that resembles the musical tones C, D, E, F, G, A, B in that order, which when I read it in the other one, I think was the Do, Re, Mi, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Da, but it's only seven notes. And so it's said that when the whistling sounds close, like I said, there's no danger. But what the whistling is far, that means, or when it sounds distant, that means that he's actually nearby. And it's also said that hearing the whistling foretells your own death. Again, this reminds me of the story of La Llorona. When you hear her, it's a, like it's a bad omen, it's a bad sign, it can signify death in the family or your own death. And it says that you can hear it anywhere at any time. So sorry, you're not safe in the daylight, in the middle of the day, you can hear El Silbon no matter what. It says in this situation, the only thing that can save you is the sound of a dog barking, which as I've mentioned before, I need to look into this more and do like, see if I can do a whole episode on this. But the dog's barking. What did I say before is that usually when you hear dogs barking, or I was told when I was younger that when you hear dogs barking in the distance, it means that death is passing by. So maybe El Silvón is like a version of death, you know, like bag of bones. 
I don't know, it could be that. But anyway, one of your only protections when you hear El Silvón is, is the sound of a dog barking. And it's said that that's one of the only things that he's afraid of along with a chili or a whip. The chili or like a hot pepper is, I think, because in other variations of the story, they say that his grandfather also rubbed chiles on his wound, on his wounds. So that could be that. It says here that the spirit tends to take revenge on womanizers, which I am all for. Go off, Silvón, like call these misogynists out. The website here goes on to say under under the subtitle legend that many inhabitants many inhabitants of Los Llanos say that they have seen him primarily in the summer, a time when the Venezuelan savanna burns in the harsh drought. The whistler sits in the trees and gathers dust in his hands, but it is mainly on rainier humid days that the spirit wanders, hungry for death and eager to punish drunkards, womanizers, or sometimes innocent victims. It is said that it sucks the alcohol. This is weird. I read this earlier and it freaked me out. I don't know why more than anything, but it says, it is said that it sucks the alcohol out of drunkards through their navel when it finds them alone and that it tears womanizers to pieces, removes their bones and puts them in the sack where it keeps the remains of his father. So that thing about sucking the alcohol out of their belly buttons like when they're drunk i don't know maybe it maybe it's like a warning against drinking but either way it still like villainizes alcoholics anyway so this goes on to say some versions say it appears as a giant of about six meters that moves around the treetops creaking and emitting its chilling whistle inside its old and tattered sack lie the bones of its father or according to some renditions its multiple victims other versions say that he appears as the tall shadow of a thin man with a hat and goes again it keeps mentioning drunk people what is with el silvon like this is not how we do it this is not how we heal people anyway it says they say that the whistler can appear by a house on certain nights drop his sack on the ground and like i said count the bones and all that so the next website here this is, this is like a personal account from a person on i'm just reading the website off it says usc digital folklore archives this excerpt is called don't whistle at night and it says ever since i can remember my mom has been telling my entire family to never whistle at night she claims that whistling will call the ghosts forth whistling allows ghosts and bad spirits to follow the whistler anytime she hears someone whistling in the house she'll immediately urge the person to stop when i ask my mom where and when she learned the item she said that it's a chinese superstition that she learned from her parents when she was young she spent her childhood in kaohsiung taiwan as a child my mom read about many ghost stories and became very superstitious there are many ghost stories in taiwan with unexplained occurrences my mom has become a big believer in ghosts and think that ghosts do exist so the fact that whistling may bring forth ghosts worries her since she believes that ghosts do exist, whistling at night can definitely have an impact with calling ghosts. So again, this is sounding a little familiar, like the whistling with the lechuza. So maybe whistling, like the frequency of that opens up like a, a portal or it's just like, it makes you like vibe on the same like wavelength with spirits or I don't know. I'm just completely speculating at this point, but I'm trying to make sense of what all this is. And so this ties into the last website that i found the guangzhou news it's an international magazine and this piece is called behind the myth exploring korean tradition it's a series of articles and they're talking about korean myths and folklore and stuff but because we were on because we're on the subject of whistling i think it's such a focal point of el silvon's story like he's he's called the whistler so of course the whistling is important and so this one it says, whistling with consequences. There are a number of social faux pas that people avoid doing in public as not to bother those around them. 
For example, using offensive language, coughing or sneezing in someone's face, and speaking loudly on your mobile phone in the subway or on the bus. Among others, these are actions we refrain from around strangers, although they seem to occur more than often. Would you consider adding whistling to the list? The art of the whistle can evoke a few different reactions depending on where you are in the world. Most Western countries regard whistling in a positive light. An elderly man enjoying a walk while whistling his favorite tune on an ideal day might be a pleasant memory many of us have from our childhood days. Those who whistle as a habit tend to do so when they feel no stress. Let's not forget all the recorded music which contains whistling or the tunes handed down by generations of whistlers. The innocent, everything is alright with the world emotions induced from the sound of joyful whistling ends in Korea. It's met with a different reaction in this part of the world. Young people aside, many Koreans frown upon the act of public whistling. Those who are superstitious are especially likely to tell you to stop whistling if they hear it. What's the big deal? Why is such a lighthearted act met with such disdain? Whistling in public is very unusual for normally reserved Koreans. But it goes a bit beyond being shy. Just like many other Korean myths, the main culprit is superstition. It's said that whistling, especially at night, will attract snakes and or ghosts. Similar to the story of the Pied Piper who used his flute to round up all the rats in the city. The sound of your whistle in the cool night air will bring about evil spirits, hissing reptiles, and who knows whatever else. Do people actually believe this is true? Possibly not. But this is the reason why whistling is frowned upon by many. It might go back to the early days before Korea had widespread electricity. Candles and oil were at a premium. Families would go to sleep early in order to wake up at dawn and tend to their farm. Children often played woodwind instruments and parents needed a way to keep them quiet after the sun went down. This is the most likely reason why the myth came about in the first place. It has survived through the generations and today it still keeps whistlers at bay. Have you noticed any Koreans walking around whistling? Probably not. Learning how to whistle is not a part of the maturing process for young Koreans. What about foreigners? Should you continue to whistle while out and about? Unless you want to elicit the displeasure of a nearby ajuma, it's best to steer clear of your whistling ways. Again, that was from Gwangju News, an international magazine, and they were exploring Korean tradition and myths. So I thought that was really very interesting. Someone left a comment here. They said, whistling does attract ghosts. The surest way to repel them and keep them from coming back is to chant the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. I'm not going to repeat this because I don't know what this is. <laughs> There's a little mantra there, but I don't know what it is, so I'm not going to say it because I don't want to accidentally summon a demon or something. But... Isn't that super interesting? Can you believe? Isn't that super cool? I thought I thought it was really cool. Just something as simple as whistling, you know? Like, I would have never thought of that. I mean, like, yes, I would think of it at night because I've heard the story of the Latrusa, but even, like, just, like, at any point during the day, like, there is an entire culture that thinks that it's bad to do that because you're going to attract unwanted spirits or ghouls or even snakes, which also makes me think of, like, snake charmers and, like, playing the flute, which is, like, or playing whatever that instrument is, and it makes a whistling sound. I don't know. I'm just trying to connect all the dots here. I feel like, have y'all seen that meme of Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where he's like connecting the dots? That's what I feel like right now. That's what I feel like when I do most of these episodes, <laughs> trying to piece all this information together.
Welcome back one last time, ghoul friends. Thank you so much again for listening. If this is your first time hearing Susto, I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you'll check out my other episodes. And this was, again, just a taste of what a typical episode of Susto is like. Sometimes I do book reviews. Sometimes I do interviews. Sometimes I do crossovers with other shows. So if you enjoyed this, feel free to visit me on my website, sustopodcast.com. Subscribe, follow, rate, review. You know what to do. All those buttons wherever you are listening. And if you have your own scary story or even if it's a video, photo, anything paranormal related that you think I should share either on my show or my socials, send that to me via email. That's sustopodcast at gmail.com through my website, sustopodcast.com in a DM on any social media at sustopodcast across all platforms or by leaving it in the Spotify Q&A or a five-star Apple Podcasts review. One more time, thank you so much for being here. I hope that you enjoyed this and I will haunt you later. Bye. Did you guys learn so much? Because we sure did. If it's close by, it means he's far away. If he, if you hear it far away, it means he's right next to you, bitch. And Get he's about to collect your bones. <laughs> um, we hope you enjoyed that sweet episode with Aiden or Adrian. Um Susto is the best. We love we love that podcast so much, and you should check it out. And if you want, you could check out our episode on their uh, feed. It's the it's the cuando acecha la maldad, which we had a lot of fun talking about. Absolutely, we did. It's a great episode. If I do, if I may say so myself, <laughs> I think you may. Absolutely. So check us out over there if you like so happy holidays felices fiestas a todos whatever you celebrate make sure and come back to uh week horrors feed on christmas day that's we december little... 25th for you atheists satanists <laughs> <laughs> devil worshipers like us <laughs> exactly uh right underneath your black christmas tree you'll find a little gift from week horror tucked underneath next to all your lumps of coal yeah at the center of your pentagram soaked in blood. yes yes <laughs> And we we can't wait to deliver it to you. We're riding a sleigh made of bones and skulls, <laughs> guts and blood, and uh, and our skeleton reindeer will land on your roof and tip tap through the night. <laughs> y el Santa Claus va a bajar desde el chimney and. Uh, He'll murder you in your sleep. <laughs> God, I hope not. Jesus, Santa. Yes, please don't, Santa Claus. Please don't do but that. yes, <laughs> check out check out the feed on December twenty fifth for a special Christmas surprise for you guys. Thank you to Aiden for uh, giving us this super fun episode of Susto, 
And uh, please remember to subscribe and review wherever you listen and cualquier plataforma. You can find us on all our social medias at Uikerror on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All of our movies on our link tree, linktr.ee slash Send us an email at Uikerror at gmail.com. Tell us if you learned so much about El Silbón through Aiden. Thank you to Sonoro for being the bag that holds our bones. I think that may be exactly what I said at the end of... El Silbón. El Silbón. Could be. You can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. And Johnny and all you Susto friends. I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you, too. <laughs> and we'll see you guys <laughs> en la próxima semana. That means adios in whistle tone. <laughs> adios. <laughs> adios. All right, Gary. Uy, qué horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Escuche Uy, qué horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adios. Adios. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.